Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of NannyCast. If you're listening to us, you're missing out on the show notes and more, which can be found on our website at nannycast.com. We love it when you promote us by giving us a great rating on Stitcher, blogging about us, or tweeting about us. If you want to go one step further, head on over to our website at nannycast.com and click support us. Till showtime, ladies and gentlemen. Five minutes till showtime. Hi, Nanny Jen here. I was supposed to give a session during National Nanny Training Day, which was to take place in April of 2020, and it was going to be for my local nannies in the state of North Carolina. But then, as the end of March neared, novel coronaviral disease 2019 started running rampant through the United States. Training Day maven and head super honcho Sue Downey allowed, for the first time ever, that local trainings could go online, and so my session was moved to online as well. What follows is a recording of that session, broken into multiple parts. If you go to the show notes of this episode, you will see links to a slide deck, handouts, a certificate of completion, and more. If you get together and listen to this episode series with a group of nanny friends, you can still play the Consentences bingo game, and I will still give you a prize. However, the prize will no longer be physical. It will be digital. You can submit the screenshot of your completed bingo card to nannyjen at nannycast.com. I promise, this will make a lot more sense in a bit. In the show notes on the NannyCast website, you will also see a link to the replay. The replay is not hosted by me, but is hosted by the person who originally produced the National Nanny Training Day event I was part of. As such, it is paid content on the honor system, where the cost of a fancy coffee will get you access. Pay what you want, but there is a suggested amount. And now, let's join Nanny Jen from 2020 and see what there is to learn. Hello, everybody! Go ahead and double-click on the slides to make them bigger so that you can actually see them. It's okay if you can't see the exact nuances of my eyelashes. You're going to want to read. Also, as a gathering question, I'm just wondering how many tabs you currently have open in your web browser. As a presenter, I started a completely new browser session and I have 10. I'm wondering how many you have and if it's not just me with multiple. Oh, Monica, I like you. You've got five. You just got to double that and you're as many as me. Nicole, two. How are you managing two? Well, that's okay. You're going to get more tabs, I promise, because I'm going to make you open things in new tabs. Beth's got two screens. Beth, I like you. I get it. I, I have two browsers. Only one screen, but I've got two browsers. My other browser has hundreds of tabs, but we're not going to visit that one because we're going to get more, and I want to make sure you know how to use tabs. Oh, Sarah's got six. You're close to me. You're closer to me than five. I'm wondering if anybody can match my number. And we're going! It is 11.05 a.m. my time. It is whatever o'clock, 05 a.m. or p.m. your time, if you are from somewhere around the world. And hi! My name is Jennifer Levenbook. I have a master's in teaching, and I'm an adult and pediatric sex educator, as well as a licensed high school chemistry teacher. And I've been a nanny for a decade because, let's face it, high school teaching, it does not pay money. Normally, I teach sex ed to high schoolers. I teach them about um, contraceptive options, as well as the actual name of their body parts. Or I teach consent to, and I kid you not, fraternities. I'm used to doing in-person sessions rather than digital sessions, and I just had so much trouble adapting my teaching style to just yakking at you 
over a video. So we're going to do some interaction here because whenever you talk about a sex ed related topic, it's kind of a little vulnerable and it's kind of a little intimate. And I don't mean intimate in the sense that you're going to be having sex with anybody. I mean, intimate in the sense that like these are closely held things that we don't really usually talk about and it's taboo. So the very first thing we are going to do is we are going to, here's the outline of the workshop. We're going to start with some creation of comfort. Uh, we're going to break the ice. We're going to get to know one another. We're going to be a little bit vulnerable. We're going to be a little bit silly. Everybody in here is going to realize that they are horribly messed up because that is what raising us does. And then once we all have a big laugh about how we're all in the same boat, then we can go on and address some misconceptions about consent. Almost everybody thinks it's about sex or maybe kinky sex or perhaps um, sexual assault or rape or wait, wait a minute. Are you, you're telling me this is not just about sex? Um, 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 and then when I ask most people in person, they, their next guess when I say, take it out of sex, what do we mean by consent? Uh, their next guess is TSA. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to give you some step-by-step how-tos, some learn it today, use it tomorrow, or if you don't work on the weekends, use it Monday strategies to go ahead and start working on that consent with the young children in your life. So, and this is why I asked you how many tabs you have. We're going to start with an icebreaker that I like to call consentences. In your workbook, you will see that you are given a blank bingo sheet, and you're going to need your consentences, sentences, and a bingo card generator, and then there are prizes. I did not get these to Jasmine in time. It is my fault, but the link I have just posted in the chat are consentences, sentences. So I would love for it, you all, to open that in a new tab. Yes, I went there. New tab. And then here's another thing to open in a new tab. It is, I'm dropping it in the session chat. It is your bingo card. And I know that I did give Jasmine a blank bingo card for those of you who like to print things out and work with pen and paper. But this, I promise you, the digital version of the bingo card is going to be way better. So your consensus sentences are going to be a list of sentences that have something to do with consent. And in fact, they have something to do with consent, maybe not perfectly, because nothing breaks the ice like admitting our faults. Am I right, y'all? Yeah. See, I'm answering myself. This doesn't work. It's better in person. And then the bingo card is going to pop up. You're going to have a different order of those numbers. Those numbers, of course, track with your consentences. To the left, you're going to be switching back and forth between tabs. I'm so, so sorry. This is a lot easier in person. And then here's why you want that digital bingo card. If you find somebody that you're going to talk to, who agrees with or can validate one of those statements, if you just click on that number, it puts a little red X right over that number, so it's a lot easier to keep track of your bingo. Let me know when you've got those tabs up. I know Nicole does, because she said that she has four tabs from her original two. Sarah's ready. Okay, I got two people ready. Three people are ready. We've got four people ready. Five, yeah! Six, yes! And seven. So what we are gonna do is we are gonna be competing for prizes, and I do mean prizes. I don't mean a virtual pat on the back. I mean, I will mail you something in the mail and you will love it because it is a card decal of Nanny Poppins. I've got one for everybody, so everybody can win. What we're gonna do is we're gonna head over to the networking tab for, I originally said for 15 minutes, but we'll do it until whatever o'clock 30. 
and you guys are going to meet somebody else in this session and you're going to meet somebody else in the session for three minutes and what you're going to do with them for three minutes is you're going to go oh hey um on the consensus thing i'm number four which number which number do you feel authentically indicates something that is true about you and when you get that you get to mark that off and when you get bingo you win a prize and then we all come back to this session and we will continue on from there because those consensus sentences are not just for you guys to mix and mingle. They actually tie into the presentation, just like me asking you how many tabs you had open ties into this. I promise there's a method to all of my madness. So when I count to three or even now, you can head over to that networking tab, get to know people and identify yourself from the consensus sentences and then wander back over here at whatever 30, 1130 if you are on East Coast time. One, two, three. Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to interrupt younger me by popping in to say, if you get together and listen to this episode series with a group of your nanny friends, you can still play the consensus bingo and I will still give you a prize. However, that prize will no longer be physical. It will be digital. You can submit the screenshot of your completed bingo card to nannygen at nannycast.com. Welcome back, guys. The consensus should have strategy guiding you toward any misconceptions you have about about consent in that really weird subtle gets in the back of your brain kind of way the first misconception is usually that consent is just about sex and because of this misconception i purposely structured the majority of the consentences in a sexual nature did it work guys did it work did it get you to think that consent was just about sex or were you like no i know better this is not a rhetorical question. Let me know in the chat. What consent is about is it's about whatever you take in. What news you listen to or what you watch is something you consent to. What food you eat is something that you consent to. What books you read are something you consent to. What friends you continue to have after they've shown you who they truly are is something you consent to. Which is why when our consent is overridden, that is a whole big kind of wrong. And to tie things in, here are some consentences I snuck in. Consentence number 19 was, even if I don't like the book I'm reading, I feel compelled to finish it. So that's about whether or not you consent to something you're not enjoying. Consentence number 24, I'd rather sit through a movie I'm not enjoying than walk out of the theater mid-showing. Again, you're consenting to something maybe you're not enjoying, but you've weighed the options and okay, you're okay with it. Uh, number 33, I haven't protested when a doctor wanted to do a procedure under circumstances I didn't approve of, such as the presence or absence of an observer. My doctor is connected with the teaching hospital. My doctor is always trying to bring in observers. You should, you ought to, fully and knowledgeably consent to that and also feel comfortable not consenting to that. Misconception number two, being a nanny, and this came up this week in one of the, uh, one of the nanny groups. Um, and I was super excited about it. Being a nanny means we cannot have body autonomy at work. So let's start by acknowledging that children love to touch their caregivers. It's a normal behavior. It's wonderful. Children are seeking oxytocin. And for the majority of children, the only way they've ever been taught to receive that oxytocin is by being hugged, cuddled, and touched. So of course, they're going to go for hugs, cuddles, and touches when they want more oxytocin. The hormonal stew produced by pregnancy prepares the mama caregiver, the one who's pregnant with the child, to be poked and prodded and enjoy the crap out of that experience. And not only that, but desire and seek it out. 
However, as nannies, we don't get that hormonal stew, so we might not have as much tolerance for the kiddo trying to climb us for the 9,000th time that day. And this is coming from a place of, I know you guys are all kind, loving, wonderful people, but there is that straw that breaks the camel's back. And we aren't being paid to fake the hormonal stew we don't have. We are allowed, yeah, Nicole says trying to climb into our eyeballs. They would if they could. We aren't, as nannies, being paid to fake the hormonal stew we don't have. We are allowed to offer lovies for them to cuddle instead of us or structures for them to climb instead of us. We need to model for them what respectfully rejecting touch looks like. So, you know, that could be a replacement activity. Or if they really are going for oxytocin, teach them some other oxytocin producing activity that does not involve your body. And I am happy to follow up with anybody on what those other oxytocin producing ways are at some other time because we've got a very limited amount of time right now. I have some really good resources on being touched out. And I will be providing those resources to everybody who is attending this session after the conference is over. Once Jasmine is a little less overwhelmed by making the conference happen, I'm going to give it to her to give to you. If you don't get the resources sheet, please email me. It's nannyjen at nannycast.com. But I will, again, put my email address at the end of this presentation for you to screenshot if you would like. And this connects with consentence number five. I have told a child, this is my body and I don't want to be touched right now. Or number six, I'm afraid to reject the physical contact of a child even though it makes me uncomfortable. Misconception number three, and this comes up a lot around the holidays, is certain touches are just polite and respectful. This is very, very common on the nanny forums that somebody will share something about don't force a kid to hug grandpa. If it is a true act of love, it needs to be freely given, period. And so what we need to do as nannies is we need to advocate for the child with our employers. We need to normalize creating social expectations with relatives that say, I love you so much, I won't push for the hug I'd like. I love you so much that only if you give it to me freely will it count for me. And then this is consentence number seven. I have uncomfortable memories of being tickled past the point where I asked for it to stop. And consentence number 26. I have uncomfortable memories of being pressured to cuddle, hug, or kiss a relative at a family gathering. But wait, there are more misconceptions. So, misconception number four, being a child means they cannot have body autonomy. Let's face it, there are times that a kid is about to run in front of a car and we need to snatch them up so they don't get hit. Or there are times where a child would sit in their own diarrhea for days if we let them. And we really do need to change that diaper. So, that creates that uncomfortable part where you're going, well, they, they can't actually make the rules about their bodies at all times. Diaper changes are necessary. Doctor's visits are necessary. Not being hit by a car is necessary. And, well, here's the thing. Coma patients are allowed to have body autonomy, and they're even less able to express their own wants and needs than children. And there is a procedure for that, and we will get to that. We can at least give children that same body autonomy procedure. And this goes with consentence number 10. I believe there are certain circumstances where my position of authority allows me to override a no from a child about their own body. So misconception number five, I'm a bad person if I haven't always gotten consent. The whole point of the consentences activity was to make it clear that everyone in this room is imperfect. No one in this room is bad. To be human is to err and we make a lot of mistakes. Nobody's a bad person. We might make a wrong choice at times, but if we learn from it, the wrong choice was just a mistake, and mistakes are learning opportunities. For the interest of time, I'm not going to go over the consensus for that, but that was consentence number two and consentence number 12 and consentence number 30. 
were examples of times where we might actually have violated the consent of another, not from a bad place. Misconception number six, emphasizing consent means I have to let them. So this is another one that comes up often. Well, I have to let them do the thing that I don't want them to do because everybody involved agreed to it. This came up once with children who wanted to punch each other. There were two boys. They agreed to punch each other. They came to their caregivers. I was one of them. I was the nanny of one of the boys. And they said, hey, I want to punch him. He said, it's okay. He wants to punch me. I said it was okay. Cool. And we had one of those awkward moments where as caregivers, we looked at each other and we were like, I don't know. They said that they wanted to have it happen, but also we don't want them to learn that hitting is okay. What do we do? The answer is you don't have to. You don't have to let them do it just because they consented to it if it is against the rules. So for those of people who were in the rights for nanny session in the first session, we learned that you cannot consent, even if your employer offers and you want to, you cannot consent to break wage laws. You can't. The government says, hey, that's not something that you get the choice on. And we can do that too with children. We can say to children, okay. I'm glad you asked each other, but in this household, the rule is no hitting. And that's enough. We're teaching them real world skills about where their positive consent has limits. And we will discuss this again later if we have time. I've got a great video for you of those boys agreeing to hit each other. And misconception number seven, being nonverbal means they cannot consent, so no need to bother. Again, I'm gonna remind you, coma patients have body autonomy. So we can at least offer a nonverbal or a preverbal child, even an infant, even a two-day-old, we can offer them the coma patient procedure. Big breath. We've gone over misconceptions. And that's a good stopping point for this episode. Join us in the next episode to hear what comes next. By the way, if you have employers who want to take this training, there's a version just for them. They can find it by going to clinic.nannyknowledge.tk slash consent. TK for total knowledge. It is as free for them as it is for you to attend live or by podcast and as paid for them as it is for you to watch the replay. However, the language is slightly different and that makes a parent feel engaged. Please send them my way to their special parent version if you think it would make your work experience easier. I'll happily do the hard work of upping their parenting prowess so that you can have an easier time at work. Nanny Jen, out! episode or, well, anything really, by visiting our website at nannycast.com and commenting on the episode. Click on the Contact Us link to submit episode ideas or leave more general feedback. Or get in touch on Twitter by sending out a tweet with the hashtag nannycast.